And welcome. Hope that was a nice smooth transition for you. I'm working on it. I'm working on smoothing out those transitions from music to the sultry tones of the average man. Hey, welcome to episode number 135, y'all. It's called When You See It, because that was the name of that track. When You See It. Now, that track, that track reminds me the reason I chose that track, chose? reason I chose that track was because there's a new Red Hot Chili Peppers album out and that 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 track gives me Red Hot Chili Pepper vibes, man. Funky rock. That was what I was going for. That was what I delivered. Um, well, I didn't deliver it. The, the band did, whoever the fuck they were. I don't know the name of them. Uh, the band's name is... This is from this Epidemic website that I use. Uh, rockin' for decades, they're called, um, and that was a fucking funky, red hot chili pepper sounding sort of tune, man. So as I said, they got a new album, man. Uh, two in one year. Those bastards, those old bastards, have been out going hard making music this year. Um, pretty excited, one because I'm a massive red hot chili peppers fan. Two because they released two albums in one year, and three. Oh, because Anthony Kiedis was on the motherfucking Joe Rogan experience like a week or two ago. So I listened to that, and I've been wanting to hear Anthony Kiedis on the on the Joe Rogan experience for years. It's been like, in my mind, it's been like this uh, like this match that, that needed to happen. I know that Anthony Kiedis is a massive, who is the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way, if you're wondering. Anthony Kiedis is a massive MMA fan. He was from California, a long t- uh, he's a long-time Californian um, when Joe Rogan was. Um, you know, one of my favourite bands of all time, probably my favourite band of all time. And I just wanted those two to pair up. I thought they'd have a great discussion. And they did it. They did it and they had a wicked discussion. It was cool to hear him. You know, he's nearly 60 now or something. So old Anthony Kiedis is, is getting on. He's older than Joe Rogan. But just a cool guy with a really cool vibe and a really kind sort of uh, loving spirit and energy about him. So that was pretty pretty, pretty cool for me to hear that, man. And then, you know, to find out through that conversation that they'd just dropped another album and went and downloaded the album and um, or streamed the album. And loved it. Fucking some great tracks on there. Four or five really good tracks. Same as the last album. Three or four really good tracks, in my opinion, on the last album. So that's like eight or nine solid tracks from uh, from the Chili Peppers this year, which I'm stoked about, man, because they've been doing it for a hot minute, like since the early 80s. So still doing the damn thing and still making great music, you know, like um, certain bands kind of, you know, uh, they're like a flash in a skillet. They're like a you know trying to capture lightning in a bottle. You, you, you're never going to get another. Well, they had a couple of flashes. To be fair, they had uh, the mid early '90s with Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic when Rick Rubin produced their album. You know that gave us um, Under the Bridge and a bunch of other really good songs off that um, album as well. But they, in my mind, in my opinion, they really peaked in the 2000s. In Literally 2000 when they dropped Californication, one of the – I'm going to go ahead and say my all-time favourite album, Full Stop Ever, from a band, right up there with 
uh, Marshall Mathers LP from Eminem. They're my two top favourite albums of all time. And then right there in second or third place or third or fourth place, somewhere right around the top there is, by the way, the next album they released not long after that, 2002, 2000, yeah, probably 2002, something like that. So just fucking masterpieces and it's the original lineup well, it's the lineup who gave us blood sex sugar magic californication and by the way which is uh anthony Kiedis on vocals flea on bass that never changed those two chad uh whatever his fucking last name is chad dundas i think it is dundas or something chad on on drums and the one member that has fluctuated over the years, but it's given them or has been, you know, around when all their best music's ever been made, John Frusciante on lead guitar, who's just an absolute freak of an artist. So loving that. Uh, they dropped two albums, loving that there's some great tracks on there, loving that there's the original uh, old school lineup back together again for a couple of albums in a row now, and loving that I got to hear Anthony Kiedis on the, the Joe Rogan experience too. So all round pumped about the Chili Peppers um, at the moment. Uh, what else? What else? It's Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I could have chosen something spooky, I suppose. I could have cho- chosen some Halloween like... Do, 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 some organ or some shit. Um, but I'm not a real big Halloween guy, to be fucking honest with you, mate. Um, I wish Halloween was today, Sunday, Sunday the 30th rather than tomorrow, Monday the 31st so that we could just get it over and done with. It's going to be disruptful to my afternoon tomorrow on a weeknight, on a school night, um, which sucks, but it is what it is, 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 and my kids friggin' love it, um, all about Halloween, like all about Halloween, almost love it as much as they do Christmas. In fact, my boy would probably tell you he does love it as much as Christmas or even more, but I don't think he quite understands the concept that Halloween is not a holiday in Australia. You go to school or you go to work and it's over very quickly, whereas Christmas, I explained him to this, this to the kids last night. I said, this is what Christmas has over Halloween. It's a holiday, a long holiday for us. You guys get six weeks off. We get, I'll get like three weeks off over Christmas. We all catch up with family, so we go somewhere. We go somewhere away from Port Hedland. We catch up with family and friends. Um, they got all the cool movies, the Christmas movies. They got uh, Christmas carols. That's four things, and you get presents as well. Five things that Christmas has over Halloween. Halloween has candy, as the kids call it, and some cool decorations. But they're only up for like a week, and some some cool movies, but not to, at the same volume and uh, level as the Christmas movies. So it's just trumped. You get trumped all, all the way around and no fucking holiday, not even one day off in Australia. So you can stick Halloween up your fucking pumpkin. Um, Christmas wins. So, yeah, we got the Halloween tomorrow after school. So we've got school, then gymnastics, then Halloween straight after that. So it's a busy old afternoon for the kiddos. Shady's going as Pennywise. We ordered him a Pennywise outfit a couple of months ago because he's full. He's fully into Halloween. Like he loves it. He's all about it. Loves spooky shit. Loves scary movies and shows. Loves Halloween. He's, he's all about that. So his sister loves it because he does. So he's got a full-blown proper Pennywise uh, 
costume costs us like 120 bucks or something, mask and the clothes and everything. So um, he should look the the biz. And then his sister's just got a Kmart outfit. She's going to be like a vampire zombie is what she wanted to be. So a vampire with – and we'll do some face makeup on her. Um, and, you know, she'll be happy with that. But they love it, man. The kids love it. Not my thing, but, you know, they love it. I'm just – I'm hanging out for Christmas. I'm hanging out for the Christmas holidays. As I mentioned last week, but um, we're still in a situation where my wife doesn't know if she's got Christmas off yet or not. Her work are fucking assholes, man. Um, her boss, her manager, she's fucking with her, specifically fucking with her, and it's stressing us out, man, because we haven't had a holiday since last Christmas. Like we had um, Easter break. On the long hol- on the, 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 the long weekend, we went to Broome, had a stressful time on the way back from there because that's when the car fucked up on us. The fuel filter got jammed up with dirty fuel, stuck in the road till 11 o'clock at night on the way home. Um, then we had – Embers was off for just over two months. She had COVID and the kids had COVID and then she had personal leave when she was in the hospital down in Perth for six weeks and then another two weeks off. After that, when she got home and I had the kids for a month on my own and my parents came up and helped out and it was a very stressful time, um, but it was not holidays. And then we went to Barn Hill for two nights uh, over a weekend and that is it, bro. That is it for holidays for the Robinsons this year. So I'm fucking hanging for Christmas because it's too long. You need to get away three or four months, every three or four months when you live in Headland for proper holidays. Did not uh, did not execute that, so I'm feeling just uh, look at the fuck out of here, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Uh, I'll try not to go on about that too much because I did do that last week. Um, but yeah, Christmas I'm hanging for. Also, we were talking about Bali next next year. I sort of started floating that idea recently. The kids are all about it. The missus hasn't been able to latch onto that idea yet and start connecting with it and uh, for us to make it a reality. Um, but usually I just end up booking these things anyway because she's all over the place. It's hard to pin her down on an idea and get her to commit to it. So I just do the planning and book them and then we fucking go and everyone loves it. So probably what will happen with this as well. But I just think Bali next year, haven't been in three years. Uh, it's not in the budget. It's definitely not in the budget. It'll be more than three years. It'll be four years. So 2020, 2021. 2022, three years, and we did it at the start of 2019, so it'll be four years since we've been to Bali. Fuck. Is that right? We went in 2019, started 2019, then didn't go for a year, 2020, for a year, 2021, another year, 2022, and we're nearly in 2023, so it'll be four years since we went to Bali, man. Fuck. Fucking COVID, bro. Four years since we've been to Bali. We've got to go next year. We've got to go next year. It's not in the budget. The kids remember Bali. My, I don't know if my daughter really does. My son does. They're such a great age to go now. Eight and six. I can handle themselves in the pool. We did all about those slides at some of those cool big hotels like where we would go to. Uh, we could still, you know, get 
babysitters at the room and know that they're safe and comfortable. We can go out for a, for a dinner and a couple of drinks on our own in the evenings, hang out with the kids and the family during the day. Dad can get some surfing done, maybe go out and stay on one of the islands for a few nights. It's just, it's got to happen, man. We've got to find room for that in the budget next year. I know you guys are feeling me, man. If you're barley people like we are, it's fucking been right. That was one of our big big releases every year we'd go to Bali once a year and that was like it just it just broke you out of that monotonous fucking thing so here's the setup when you live in Port Hedland right so you come into the end of the year and you're looking forward to your Christmas break and it starts getting hot but not too hot and then you have your Christmas break I get three weeks off work so we're normally away for a good two weeks and you come back and you're like great had a two-week holiday then it's hot as fuck and you get through January and by February you're like, oh man, it's really muggy and hot and you know you start getting worn down a little bit. By March you're kind of really worn down, it's hot and you're just sweaty and muggy every single day and then late March we would go to Bali so it would like break that, that, Chris, that, that, um, that New Year, Christmas, not Christmas, um, the humidity, that wearing down of the, the heat and the humidity and the New Year and you feel like you had your Christmas break and now you're starting to get worn down again and it's hot and no one wants to be here and then you're working towards this date in late March and you go to Bali for a week, two weeks and it's fucking great every single time and you come back and you're like, oh yes, we went to Bali and then you've got like three or four weeks left of heat and it's done. And then you're into the nice part of the year. Then we go camping and we go away, you know, to caravan parks and we get outside and spend time down the beach. And it's just quite lovely here in the middle of the year. It's not – it's it's really nice. You, you, you're not as negative and worn down as you are because you're, you're outside doing shit. You know, you can have a fire in the evenings and the weekends because it's chilly. It's, it's fucking nice. You do that for four or five months and then usually – uh, it's probably good to get away again near the end of the year. We haven't done that recently. We've just sort of knuckled down and started saving for towards Christmas. But if you can get away late in the year, break it up again, and then you've got that Christmas break. And that's kind of the cycle every single year. But since COVID, man, it's just been just staying headland, 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 headland. Get out of headland, get down to Perth. Restrictions, can't go anywhere. Restrictions, wear a mask everywhere you go. Can't go out to this restaurant, that restaurant. Can't do this, can't do that because there's restrictions, restrictions, restrictions. Back to fucking headland. Headland, 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 headland. Hot, 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 hot. Fucking boring. Want to go somewhere, nowhere else to go. Uh, fucking book a holiday to fucking... Uh, Darwin can't go Book a holiday to fucking Bali Can't go Book a holiday over East Fucking flights get cancelled Can't go It's been fucking horrible for people man It's been depressing We've been stuck here you felt really locked down By the fucking By the restrictions um, And it's For me For me and my family I know it's taken its toll on us man Like we've been We feel worn down so I think for us it's important to, to have that Christmas break and uh, that, sorry, definitely the Christmas break, which we're not guaranteed yet, and then that, that barley break, man, and really set ourselves on a good trajectory for the for the next twelve months moving forward after that. Just love it over there, man. It doesn't have to be flash, you don't have to stay anywhere flash and do, you know, spend a whole lot of money. It's just going to Bali and the people and the vibe and the atmosphere and the fucking going surfing and, and drinking and swimming in the pool and just fucking love it, man. Even if we got to take two flights to get there because they've cancelled the flights from Headland these days. You have to fly down to Perth and then fly over to Bali as well. It used to be two hours from Headland to Bali with a family. That is just fucking amazing, you know, and you're in a tropical paradise. Even if it's, you know, six hours and layover time as well, it's still going to be worth going, I think. 
So we'll see what happens with that. Watch this motherfucking space. So what else, man? What else? Uh, I am driving down to Perth next week, and I think I spoke about this last week, picking up the caravan next week. So I drive down. My mother-in-law rocks up in town Friday. I drive down Saturday, Sunday. Monday I pick up the caravan and also getting a bit of extra work done on the on the ute, putting another solar panel on the ute, getting a brake controller installed. Um, I'm just changing over the hitch for the new caravan, pick up the caravan, pay the bill, whatever the fuck that's going to be. I've got a rough idea what it's going to be, but I'm not sure exactly how many cookies I'm going to be up for when I get down there, so that'll be interesting. Try not to think about that too much. Uh, Pick the caravan up. I spend a little bit of time down there, a few days, see a couple of mates, see Robbie, Chuck, Tack, Survivor, Robbie, Go fucking and have a beer with that cunt. Maybe um, have a beer with me old boy and my father-in-law down at the pub. I love going to the pubs down in Perth, man. I love it. Um, have a little bit of headland work and even family free time. Try and replenish some of my energy stores to get me through the last part of the year. I've got a hectic um, schedule coming into Christmas at work. And then drive back up. Taking the dog down with me so it's me and the, me and the pup. Me and the little freak, me and the little sup pup podcast dog fucking heading down to, to Perth for a week and then drive back up with a new caravan. Yeah. Hopefully next week my missus gets an answer on her fucking holidays as well and it's the answer that we want or we're going to have to do something drastic, drastic, drastic. Sorry, just had to do that for effect. So we'll see what the fuck happens but, I, you know, we're both saying we do not want to be here, will not be here for Christmas this year, but it still doesn't feel real uh, with her work not playing the game. So we'll see what the fuck happens uh, with that over the next couple of weeks, week or so. Mm, and I just want to address the fact that I have been quite negative lately, and that is because of all the reasons I've just spoken about. I am worn down, I am burnt out, I have had a bit of a horror year, even though there's been some good things, then things I need to be appreciative of and and, and um, uh, grateful for this year. All in all, it's been a hard year for us, for my family, uh, for myself, you know, even just like this uh, diploma that I'm doing that I just handed in the last assignment for today. Went to work this morning, did another hour and a half or something, two hours on this assignment, finally handed in the last assignment. I haven't been marked yet, so I don't know if I have to fucking do more, fix things up, change anything if I'm going to get passed, but so close to being completely done with that diploma and getting my weekends back. Um, And just like I said, it's been a hard year. We had shit going on with my missus, you know, uh, uh, work's been full on. I've been... We haven't had any holidays. I've been I've been burnt out, man. So I apologise for the negative vibe and some of my narration. Um, I'm not a negative guy. I'm usually quite a positive, uh, uplifting, move you know, forward thinking kind of guy. I like to look on the positives in life, but I am you know, got to be honest, I am burnt out and feeling a bit, feeling very negative and burnt out at the moment. So I guess that's that's what I'm preaching because that's what I'm feeling. So you know, I believe that we can. Get past that, and I don't want people to listen to the podcast and feeling shit up when they turn it off because I'm just fucking harping on about negative shit all the time. But it is also me just uh, opening up my my um, 
yeah, I open up the, my heart, my mind, my, my feelings to the people who are listening and just this is where it's at at the moment. And I guess this is all part of being a human being, hey? It's not all just sunshine, lollipops all the time, rainbows. Yeah, everything's fucking great. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just not real life, is it? Sometimes life's hard. Quite often life's hard and sometimes you get worn down and burnt out. That's where I'm at now. But if I can at least show people that, hey, man, I'm having a rough slog, I've had a rough... I mean, to be honest with you, I've had a rough five years, six years, but I haven't specifically rough eight, year, 18 months, two years. Um, having a rough time of it, but I'm still fucking swinging, still moving forward, still kicking. I'll never, load, I'll never lie down and just fucking, you know, give up, cop it, take it, um, you know, whinge about my circumstance without actively trying to change and improve it so if people can at least take something out of that it's that yeah man i'm having a rough slog of it and life can be hard sometimes but we persist we move forward we try different things we pivot we change fucking directions we try we throw everything in the plus the kitchen sink at the fucking situation and see where we come out uh, at the other end so who knows man um i'm staying positive even though i may sound negative i'm staying uh, uh active always trying to change my circumstances and better my circumstances and hopefully in the end the end result is that you guys see this pay off for me and um it's all fucking worth it yeah yeah anyway moving on from that uh as as i mentioned it is november very soon it's october the 30th today november next week um which is pretty cool, man. I've got a very busy week, uh, very week, busy week, very busy end of the year moving into Christmas. So I had a busy October. I, I, it flew by. I believe November's going to fly by as well, you know, because I have specific targets and goals I'm trying to hit at work, which, um, you know, it means things don't drag on at least. At least things aren't, aren't, aren't dragging on for me because uh, I've got so many things that I'm trying to get done. So you're kind of fighting the clock a little bit, which helps when you're feeling a bit burnt out. So we've got a busy November and then, and then December's just around the corner, mate. And I'm a, I, love, I love December, best month of the year. I'm a massive Christmas fan, massive Christmas fan. Um, I don't know, it's nostalgic, I love all the movies, uh, you know, you got the Christmas carols, just the vibe around the place, people start putting the lights up on the houses, love going to the suburbs and the cities and seeing all the lights, all the places lit up and, you know, the big shopping centres and even though it's all commercialised and that, for some reason, it just for me, it just works, the, the Christmas vibe, I just love it, man, I love it and I really hope that I'm passing on that. Uh, that buzz to my kids because I do feel it and I do live it and I do talk about it and I do fucking get involved and I wear fucking Santa hats in December and I got Christmas shirts and I put fucking Christmas carols on at home. We set our tree up on the 1st of December and when we travel, we even take a portable fucking Christmas tree with us. Just like you know, last year in the hotel in Perth, we, I made a Christmas tree out of cardboard paper and got fucking direct decorations for it and set it up. We had a not cardboard paper, out of actual cardboard, spray painted it and, you know, go to my Instagram and check that out, made a fucking Christmas tree out of cardboard for the hotel room. Like, just love it, man. I love it and I hope that, that it's contagious and that my kids catch that and and run with that as well because for me, I, I just love the Christmas period, man. Oh, I just had a soda water foamed up in my mouth, big time. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, 
where are we going to go from there, man? I, I think I spoke about, um, I think I spoke about the red hot chili peppers uh, earlier. I think I did. I know that I did. It wasn't that long ago. I know that I spoke about the Red Hot Chili Peppers earlier, but what I didn't speak about was the fact that they're actually coming to Australia, coming to Perth. My best mate texted me the other day saying, Red Hot Chili Peppers in February, are you coming? I said, no, no, I'm not, because I've got a big year of saving next year and spending money on tickets and accommodation and a, uh, and a concert is not on the cards, um, which is, sucks. But, you know, the thing is, the thing is, I went to the last Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in Perth, you know, 2019, I think that was, and I learned something about myself that as I get older and as I get more comfortable with who I am and, and just listening to my own uh, inner dialogue and I get used to living in rural areas and away from big crowds and shit, I've, I've found that I really don't like massive crowds of people um, especially jammed in areas where there's no real um, escape. I, I felt this weird anxiety come over me when I walked into the arena. Um, I think it was at like ME Stadium or something last time we went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert and walking down through like the, the, like the tunnel way where you walk down into the main oval with all these people and walls on both sides and it just felt like cattle being hurt. I herded into a fucking into a certain area, man, and you couldn't get out. And there was people just all sides of me, front of me, behind me. There's just people, 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 and you're moving in a sea of people. And there wasn't good division on the oval like there used to be. So like the red hot, like the red hot, like the big day outs where they had like a security line down the middle, and then through the mid, and then crossways through the middle of the the mosh pit to break it up. As well, there was like just one big heaving mass of people where you were in the middle of it. You were like a hundred meters from either side of the edges, man, and it was just people moving, just heaving back and forth, both fucking all sides of you, and it made me really anxious, man. I didn't enjoy it, and it was such a such a confusing time for me because I never, I've never openly admitted to feeling that before I think when I was younger and I used to feel like that I would get aggressive in those situations and I would end up being you know I would drink heaps of alcohol take drugs and then I'd be like I feel uncomfortable and I'd like lash out and create a space around me that fucking people wouldn't want to come into and I didn't realize what I was doing when I was doing all that shit but um I think that what that's all about is me feeling super insecure in an in a situation and creating a situation where I didn't feel vulnerable anymore whereas now as an older as you know as an older dude you know older dude older than I was um 39 years old um not a violent guy not into you know being anti you know not into antisocial behavior and all and you know um uh, sort of really uh, what's the word um reactory kind of behavior like that it was I just felt like a really uncomfortable and I was like oh man I've got I just I can't I don't feel comfortable here Uh, there's no I don't have any recourse to deal with this situation I'm just like this guy in the middle of a sea of people bumping into you and pushing past you and it's fucking all around me and I was like not 
not for me anymore. That was a weird thing because I loved concerts when I was younger. I loved going to big day outs and big gigs and just, as I said, I'd probably played up and got really drunk and myself in a state of mind where I wasn't so aware of my own feelings and shit to, to, to deal with that subconsciously. But now I'm more aware of my situations and in tune with who I am and my body and my, what I like and what I don't like. It was really too much for me. I don't think I could do that again. Like I could go to a big event concert type thing if it was seated, if I was in the seated area and I had my, my delineate, delineated area that people couldn't necessarily just walk into. Um, but to just be down there on the grass fucking with all the fucking the masses, um, the hordes of people, it's just, just not my thing anymore, man. It was not for me and that was a weird thing to realise eh? as you get older like oh man I didn't realise I was a guy that was not going to be comfortable in large crowds as I got older um, but there you have it um, speaking of large crowds the same night in Perth in February is UFC UFC 284 I think it is where they're talking about Makachev who just won the lightweight belt last Sunday fighting our very own Alexander Volkanovsky, who's the featherweight champ, coming up to lightweight to challenge him for the belt. Um, they're going to do that in Perth on the same night as, as the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I'm glad I'm not going to either event. Well, not glad. But at least the fact that I'm not going to either event means I don't have to choose between one or the other because that's a hard choice. Um, but the UFC, it's a different thing. You get your own seats. You know, it's not like a huge heaving mass of people. Like there's something about music events that just um, – it's different, man. It's different. I think I could definitely still do um, small club events, you know, small live music events where there's a few, you know – few hundred people or a thousand people or whatever it is in an area and you can get out you can get out and breathe you can watch the music from the back of the crowd and still be close enough to get the vibe and be involved and feel it but those large events where there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people in a large area all packed in together you're either too far away from this from the stage to really for it to really to 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 feel the energy or you're in the middle of a heaving mass of people that I do not want any part of. So, yeah, it's weird, man. I don't get to see a lot of live music living in Port Helen as it is now, but I don't think those big, big, open, wide fucking masses of people are the way to go for me anymore. It's it's weird the things yeah, you find out as you get older. And that, that um, Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, that's so... Bizarre. I, I, there's so many places to get your media these days that, like, it's actually you actually miss out on a lot of things. I was thinking about this the other day. I just finished watching uh, House of the Dragon. You know, like the 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 Game of ha- uh, Game of Thrones uh, prelude um, and prequel, I guess. And it's pretty good. You know, but there's not a whole lot of people talking about it. It's not like it was when um, Game of Thrones was out. Like everyone knew about it and you watched it on fucking Showtime and fucking it was on this night and everyone was hanging with the next episode. We collectively, uh, as a culture, knew about it and were talking about it. There's a couple of things like that now, you know, like Yellowstone and, and there's a couple of shows out there. But because there's so many streaming 
services now and some people have this one some people have that one there's always something on even though they sometimes feel like there's nothing on it's to have something stand out of the crowd it's much much harder now and so same with like news of the red hot chili peppers concert i didn't even know about that back in the day through radio and just through grapevine and just because it was limited um, avenues for dissemination of this kind of information. I knew when that shit was happening, when it was coming up. I knew about Red Hot Chili Pepper concerts months in advance. And then this one, like, I guess is, is, is months in advance. But I heard about it because I listened to a podcast with Anthony Kiedis himself on there. And then I didn't even hear about it through him. I, I was speaking to my mate Eli and he knew about it. So I don't know... Where that information comes from now, I guess I don't listen to commercial radio stations or anything like that, and don't watch commercial TV shows, and I just, I just can't, man. Like those fucking commercial radio stations and TV shows, that it's like a, I can't believe they're still going, they're still around. The formula, the people they use, the, the adverts, man, fucking adverts, man. I got a. I have a passionate hatred towards ads, and mostly the radio ones, to be honest. You know, and I try not to listen to the radio these days. Like, I don't listen to it much, but you know, you hear it playing in offices and in workshops and in the background all the time. And it's those fucking, those ads are the worst, man. And there's always like these bottom of the barrel voice actors reading the role. Where the fuck do these people even come from? Is that actually a full time job? Is that actually a full-time job? Just reading terribly written radio ads for a living, like how does that whole world work? Is it actually a full-time gig? How much works out there for a shit cunt voice actor selling generic products using an old-as-fuck outdated advertising method on a dying platform? Tell me that. Like, really? How do you get into that? No one leaves school and sets out in their journey in life to be a fucking radio voice actor on a Port Hedland local radio station, or, or any radio station really for that matter. So it must just be some default job you fall into when all other doors in your chosen industry fucking just close on you and you just need to get paid. Seriously. How the fuck do you become one of those low-breed fucks reading those shitty ads? And it always sounds like they're reading them too, doesn't it? Like, for the fucking and it sounds like they're reading for the second or third time. Like there's never, there's definitely not a whole bunch of takes to get the fucking things right. They're so generic, such bad acting, and they sound like they're just reading off a fucking prompter. Quite, quite, quite frankly, the lack of effort I think is actually insulting. You want, you know, do you know what I mean? You want me to listen? You want me to listen to you? You want me to buy your product and spend my money buying what you're selling, but you can't even bother going outside of the mold and creating a good, authentic, original ad. You just phone it in using the same old tired template with the same annoying-sounding shit cunt fucking voice actors. And don't get me fucking started on those fucking shitty old jingles that they use for their ads. You know the you know the fucking jingles they use. Fucking the gig is up, fuckhead. It's over. It's fucking over. I feel it's over, but I guess it's obviously fucking not. Fucking radio. As much as I hate radio ads, there's still some fucking doozies on TV too. Don't get me wrong. Admittedly, when I watch TV, it's it's pretty much on mute. Like um, 
like at the gym, really, this is when I see the TV, is at the gym, and there's a TV on in the background or a couple of TVs on, and they're on mute. That's the only time I'm really subjected to free air TV these days. But I saw this one uh, the other day, right? I think the guy was selling um, gardening gardening tools. They've revolutionised the gardening tools, right? That's what they're claiming. Basically, I couldn't hear the ad, but I could tell from just looking at it that they were claiming to have revolutionised the fucking gardening tool industry. Um, they're the same fucking tools as they've always been, just with a new quirky name. It was um, Clever clever Tools like with a K, like Clever Tools, I think it was. And they've got some way of oiling the blade on the snips at each time you use the fucking thing. It's a complete crock of shit, just a gimmick. But the bloke's dead set selling it like his fucking life depends on it. This kind of swear on his fucking mother's life that these tools will change the way you garden forever. Like complete horse shit, man. And he's just hamming it up for the fucking he's hamming it up something shopping, man. Something shocking. And the cunt's got fucking he's got dyed thinning hair. He's got the full used car salesman vibes, you know what I mean? And on a side note, imagine being one of those cunts. Imagine fucking actually being a used car salesman. Fuck. You just feel like the dodgiest cunt out. Like your profession, your profession is literally a saying used to describe a lying, conniving piece of shit. And that's what you legit do for work every day. You're a fucking dodgy used car salesman, you greasy cunt. Anyway, back to the gardening tools. They're fucking. They're they're telling you all this bullshit. They have these fucking these little graphics showing you how the technology works, and it's all bullshit. They're giving you all the details, like really selling it. The guy looks super excited, and he's doing his best to convince you that you need these tools in your life. They bring out the fucking. They bring out the testimonials. You know the old the old testimonials. Tried and tested this technique. They switch over to fucking penny. Fucking Penny, and they have a little description down the bottom while Penny's telling you about how good the fucking tools are, like like as if you were talking to an engineer, in, like a, a an engineer or an industry specialist or something. But it just says Penny, avid gardener, like that's it. It's just some some random bitch, some random bitch who's an avid gardener. It doesn't mean anything. Why would you bother getting this chick in? Well, you got her out of bed. You got her into the fucking studio. She had to put makeup on, give her fucking screen time. She's a nobody. You wasted fucking everybody's time. It might as well have just said some random cunt because that's what she is. What the fuck do I care what this random lady has to say? She's a fucking nobody. And it gets fucking worse. I watched this same stupid fucking guy advertising the same stupid brand on TV just the other morning, a couple of days ago. But he's into kitchen appliances now, right? So they've got this grill, and they're, these grills, they're called Clever Grills, so it's the same fucking thing, same guy with his dodgy fucking thinning dyed hair. Clever Grills. And they're fucking cooking chicken breast on it, right? Which, by the way, is the worst fucking cut of chicken there is. Dry, boring, and they're fucking, they, it comes out looking perfect. Like, I'm sure they spray the cunts with some sort of fucking chemical just to make them look like they're cooked to perfection, but they're probably inedible. They throw them in the bin afterwards, right, you know? Anyway, they cook this chicken, and up pops this random lady to show you how good the fucking chicken grill is, and it's, it's fucking Gina. Gina, and her claim to fame? Busy professional. Like, how fucking generic could you be here, mate? Busy professional. What, what the fuck does that mean? 
Is she a hooker? They're busy professionals. It's so fucking, so generic, like, they're too scared to actually put down a career because they don't want to, they want to be so broad that everyone can relate to this woman. Oh, she's busy. Oh, I'm busy too. She's a professional. Oh, I'm professional. She's a woman. Oh, I'm a woman. Or at least I can be, right? I, I, I feel like it. That's how it fucking works these days, right? Sorry. So, but wait, it, it actually gets fucking worse than that, right? Next up is Peter. Fucking Peter. Enjoying his chicken. And his description, what's Peter's description? Loves entertaining. What the fuck? This cunt doesn't even have a job. He just loves entertaining. Oh, well, fuck. His opinion must be worth heaps then, eh? He loves entertaining. These are just fucking stereotypes at this point. And they believe that we're so stupid, we'll just rush out and buy this fucking thing, right? If their half-assed attempt at marketing campaign or fucking heaven forbid a decent, de- you know, heaven forbid you, you sell us a decent product, that, that, that's what they must think. Like, surely that's what they must think. They spent the money on this ad, they watched it back, and they thought, yep, this will get those dumb cunts to buy a chicken grill. Fucking job well done. Fucking, they won't, they won't know what fucking hit them with this one. Like, seriously, right? Fucking asshole, Seriously. They went out of their way, they hired these fucking pricks, they wrote up his little description underneath, they put makeup on the cunt, they put the lights on there, they fucking got them all in there, they cooked up the chicken with the spray shit on it, they fucking filmed it, old mate with his fucking thinning dyed hair, looks like a used car salesman, they fucking put it all together, sat back, watched it, and they went, yeah, yep, these dumb cunts will buy some fucking shit based off of that, because they paid good money for the airtime. These motherfuckers. Um, yeah, we kind of went off target a little bit there. Not that I had a target, but um, I don't know how we how we got down there. Rabbit hole there. I'm blaming it on you guys. You guys, it's your fucking fault. Look, I think we're fucking. I think that probably brings us to a conclusion. Forty two minutes and twenty seven seconds in, we've fucking done our bit. We've said what we had to. Um, I hope you guys appreciate the the episode. I appreciate you listening, taking your time out of your day to listen to it. Um, please share it. Fucking send it to some friends of yours. Get on the fucking phone to them and say, hey, listen to this fuckwit, fucking average man podcast. He's fucking on there ranting and raving about fucking radio adverts and fucking dodgy car, used car salesmen. Um, get on, give it a listen, like it, share it, all that kind of shit. Leave me some comments either on my Instagram page or fucking message me on Messenger or, or wherever you want. Just give me some fucking feedback, man. Give me some feedback so I know if I'm fucking doing well, if I'm doing bad, if I need to swear less, if I need to... Make the content more interesting if it's too long, if it's too short, you want more guests, whatever. Fucking tell me. Give me some feedback, man. Um, that's about all i got for you this week. So love it, like it, share it. Um, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Average Man Podcast, episode 135, when you see it over and out. Boom.